honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It's great to be on board once again with you today. Uh, I wish under better circumstances. We have three games to review and, unfortunately, all losses. Yeah, um, all that happiness, all that positivity last week. Yeah, well, this did not go well at all. Um, Lost, uh, obviously, lose to Memphis, Boston, and the Pelicans. I kind of, you know, I had a sneaky feeling, and that's why I predicted it this way, that the uh, Pelican game would not go well. And boy, I couldn't have been more right. I mean, it just, we always suck against the Pelicans. Um, And Anthony Davis always goes off against us. But it was like, (laughs) it was like and some, you know what I mean? It was like there was a magnifying lens behind this one. I mean, really, that that was pretty bad. Going to get to some statistics early and often here. Very telling statistics. Remember how we were talking about the first X amount of games the Timberwolves had, number one, three-point percentage in the NBA. It was outstanding. It was beautiful. Well, now they're seventh. After just three games, they've dropped all the way down to seventh. 36.6%. And now we also move over to Andrew Wiggins, who was, you know, like shooting about 50%. You know, we kind of knew that wouldn't last, but boy, it really didn't last at all. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's dropped off significantly as well. We'll get to that in a second here. Just, uh, what what a disappointment indeed. Uh, Andrew Wiggins goes from 27 points a game down to like 23 at this point. Can't believe how that's dropped off. 23.9, so 24, pardon me. Um, not here to necessarily read stats. It's just the drop-off is so unbelievable. Uh, 41.8% from three-point range. He was around 50%. Just... What an awful week for Andrew Wiggins in particular. Uh, Zach Levine was steady most of the week. Gorgie was steady most of the week. Towns was all over the place like he's been this season. Um, Towns, pretty much his stats pretty much stayed about the same, so good for him there. And the the annoying, this is annoying to me. The annoying part is that guess who's the leading three-point shooter for the Wolves now? Three-three-point percentage, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, that's annoying because, you you know, I, I think just about everybody... On Timberwolves forums, Timberwolves pages, at the games, wherever, in Australia, in New Zealand, wherever, would like Carl to kind of ease off on the three-point attempts because he's attempting the same amount of three-pointers as Andrew Wiggins. 3.9 a game. That's too much. we got to bring that down a little bit, especially the 10 a couple uh, like last week. That was unbelievable. Uh, Zach is averaging 6.7 three-pointers attempted a game. That's crazy. Uh, He's third on the team in percentage at 39.1. Not the best ever, not the worst ever either, though. He's, he's, a, he's right around 40, which is about what I expect from him. It would be nice to see it get a little higher, like 42, something like that. Pretty close, though, uh, in proximity in that sense. Um, not a whole lot of positivity in this week, man. I mean, it was just really awful. So we jump right into it? Uh, Saturday, November the 19th, Memphis, 93-71, whatever. Uh, Wolves couldn't make anything the whole game, and it's just... You know, whatever was wrong in the season opener was much more wrong this time around. Because um, the Wolves actually started strong in that game. In, the, in this game, it's not like they started 
it's not like they're getting blown out or anything, but, well, yeah. <laughs> they weren't scoring either. Only 16 points in the first quarter, and then Memphis started to build a small, cute little lead. They had a four-point lead at halftime. Just shut the Wolves down in a big way. Time and time again, Gorgie Zhang Strong, one of the stronger players in the game, and Zach Levine will be consistently one of the stronger players this week. Now, Carl made all three of his three-pointers in this game, and that's one of the reasons he's probably the leading three-point guy for the week. But three freaking rebounds? Three rebounds? You can't do better than that in, like, 28 minutes? Uh, and, yeah, there's a reason why it's 28 minutes, because just nothing was falling for the Wolves. They were losing by a lot. I guess Thibodeau figured take him out, even though he yeah, he was pretty good in the game. Six of ten from the floor, but again, the rebounding, the intensity, not where you'd think it would be. Um, for a guy that you would expect, you would hope, would want to send a message to Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Marc Gasol, who manhandled him last time around. Now, Gasol wasn't good either, 2 of 12 from the floor, but it seemed like he just beat him up the whole game. Marc Gasol played like a goon, and he, he was getting on my nerves. I, I, I'm starting to really not like him. Uh, Jermichael Green seems to just have his way with us. 19 points, 8 rebounds, almost all-star level for him. Just really annoying to watch. Um, Zach Randolph, what the hell? I mean, you, every time you think he's done, he's not done. He had an 18-point game. He was, he was pretty solid throughout the game, making just about everything that came his way. But really, the story of the night... Wasn't Carl Anthony Towns, wasn't Zach Levine, wasn't Jim Michael Green, it was Andrew Wiggins, Mr. 27 points a game. I mean, it's just like, okay, mid-range shot, bonk, mid-range shot, bonk, three-point attempt, well, you know, air ball, yeah, air ball. <laughs> You've been seeing air balls this week from Andrew Wiggins from, from beyond the arc, and he was 0 for 3 in the game. Uh, Nemanja Bialica had an air ball, he was just non-existent. Shabazz Muhammad, well, he made both of his shots, but he doesn't look good out there at all. He, he looks like he's put on a ton of weight. Um, doesn't look like the same guy the last couple of years. I don't know if his attitude is like, you know, if I'm going to work my ass off and only get like 10, 15 minutes a game, what's the point? The hell with it. I'm beginning to wonder if that's what Shabazz's mindset is. It's not a good attitude. Um, I wouldn't be surprised though, if something like that has been going on with the guy because uh, he has definitely put on weight and people have definitely been noticing it of late. Um, frustrating. Um, a lousy game. I, I don't really want to even say a whole lot about it anymore. But it was just like we shot the ball. It didn't go in. If you want the uh, Greg Popovich analysis for the game, we shot the ball. It didn't go in. What's it going to take to get better? Hard work. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Jordan Hill played for a half a second, I guess, because, it, yeah, he just kind of was put in and taken out. I, I don't know. Um, no playing minutes. No playing time for Jordan Hill, despite blowouts and such, garbage time. He, he, he can't even get garbage minutes. Again, what is going on here? Somebody fill me in on that one. Wolves host the Boston Celtics. Well, they were playing fairly well on this one. They built a huge lead. And, well, what happened? We'll get to that in a second. We will. Uh, just another poor shooting night for Wiggins, just like every game this week. Uh, 5 of 18 from the floor. He shot the ball. It didn't go in, basically. 14 points for him. He had only 7 against Memphis. As I predicted, Carl was awesome against the Boston Celtics. Not so good front line. Al Horford was very respectable, though. This was his best game of the season so far, even though 9 of 20 isn't the greatest thing ever. I don't know. I mean, what is going on with big men and, and, and three-point attempts? 2 of 7 from Al Horford. This is a trend I'm not liking at all. 0 of 3 from Jay Crowder. Uh, even Amir Johnson attempted a 3. You had 11 three-point attempted by the, by the front line of the uh, Boston Celtics. That's too much. 
That's too much. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a trend that's starting to get on my nerves. Wiggins 0 for 5. I mean, so much for being the top three-point shooter. 0 for 5. Levine 0 for 7. What the hell, man? And then, yeah, that's great. Carl Anthony Towns 2 for 4. See, now he's the only one making them. And that drives me nuts. Uh, the Wolves 16% from beyond the arc in the game. That ain't going to spell a victory. Even though the Wolves did have a lead for a while. Gorgie, another awesome game. 20 and 10 throughout this one. Now, I was saying oh, Levine was consistent all week. Okay, no, he wasn't. Uh, the Boston game. I forgot just how icky he was in the Boston game. Just He was just like Andrew Wiggins, really. I mean, just... I, I don't know. Was it lack of urgency? He just wasn't making shots. Uh, Andrew, you're getting the lack of urgency vibe again. I mean, it's the Andrew Wiggins you saw a lot last year that turned people away from him. Um, I'm still a, obviously a big fan. He's still my favorite player on the team, but this was a terrible week for Andrew Wiggins. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to come on here and say that. Um, what the hell? Um, I guess they're changing this now. Yeah, when you see triple zeros, it's just because they, they took out the did not play coach's decision and are just leaving it as zeros. That's interesting. And then the inactive players. They're loading the inactive players in there. Even seeing Nikola Pekovic nowadays. That's funny. Um, another disappointing statistic, though, when you think about this, the Celtic game, on Monday, Monday night, you know, on a holiday week, only 13,000 people in attendance. Hmm, that's not good. Um, do you think people would want to see this young up-and-coming Celtics team? They're actually, believe it or not, in first place in their division, 9-6 and six now. They're getting better. Um, I don't know, young up-and-coming coach. Uh, I, I don't know, this wasn't a, this wasn't a good night at all. Uh, the Wolves were playing well for a while. At least they had a lead in the game. They weren't playing well, necessarily. There's more the Celtics weren't playing well. Second quarter was awesome for the Wolves. Man, it was basically a reverse of the fourth quarter. In fact, the fourth quarter was even worse uh, in favor of Boston, not in favor of the Wolves. That is, third quarter woes did not hit the Wolves this time around. They led by three. Uh, they won by three points anyway. In the uh, third quarter, looked like they, everything was going to be fine. The Wolves were going to coast to victory in this one. But guess what? Celtics were trailing by 13, and they mount a 17-0 run to close out the game. And Brad Stevens and such were uh, very happy. <laughs> Brad Stevens, kind of the you know the unflappable type, the uh, you know the stoic type, didn't get too worried about the Celtics being down. And look what happened—they just roll right past the walls. Bada bing, bada boom, 17-0 run. Yeah, that was awful. Um, just symbolic of what kind of uh, of what's been going on so far this year. And I'm not coming up here to patch this team. Because why would I want to do that? It's just, I'm giving you the facts. This sucks. Uh, you know, you come in to the fourth quarter, beating up on a, on a fairly good team. It's time to get a victory here. Time to make a statement. At least maybe start some type of a winning streak, like a little three-gamer. Is that too much to ask for a team that's got a lot of talent on it? Yes, they're young. But who out there is tired of hearing how this team is young? Raise your hand. My hand's raised. You know... You can't just keep going back to that forever. And I know they're young, okay? But the Thunder were young, too. And bada-bing, bada-boom, they won 50 games. I keep saying that, sorry. Uh, they won 50 games very early on there. They started they started winning 50 games and such. So you got three players here just like the Thunder did. You had the Kevin, you had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Um, again, is it too much to ask? I mean, Harden's rookie year, they already won 50 games. I, I don't know. This is it's really frustrating to see this happening because the Wolves finished the week four and ten after this devastating performance. Uh, Chris Dunn was not good in the game. His defense is all right, but it seemed like he just was 
not in the game at all, not ready. Uh, Rubio got nine assists on this night. Um, he couldn't make a shot for his life either. He made one three-pointer and he got a couple free throws. Um, at least Wiggins was four of six from the line, but again, missed two free throws out of six. That's not good either. Carl missed half of his down the stretch. Just a lousy overall finish to what should have been a good game for the Wolves. Only 12 points in the fourth quarter versus Boston's 31. That is something else. That's too much. Just rolled right over the Wolves in that fourth quarter. And I don't think anybody enjoyed it. And then the most unwatchable game of all, Wednesday the 23rd. Looks like the Wolves were focused on Thanksgiving or something. I don't know. Um, New Orleans Pelicans, who at the time, well, just a week ago, were way below the Timberwolves. In the standings, the Wolves are worse than the Pelicans now. The Pelicans have lost 10 games, but they've won 6. The Wolves have won only 4, and they've won 10 games. Davis has 45 points. Just every time he would drive the lane, put up that little baby hook or whatever you want to call it, it was just in every single time. He was a plus 33 from the floor, made 17 of 27. He made, even made 2 out of 4 three-pointers. He made 9 out of 10 free throws. Again, plus 33 from the floor. Uh, Tim Frazier, who I barely even know who that is, he was a plus 30. He was in there for an extended period of time during those runs. Etwan Moore, I barely know him either. Plus 20, 28 in the game. Just kind of funny statistics when you look at that. Um, Pelicans just rolled right over the Wolves, and it was Anthony Davis. Um, he reminds me of Alonzo Mourning a little bit, the way he used to beat up on the Wolves all the time, every time the Wolves played the uh, Miami Heat years ago. Alonzo Mourning would just kick our butts. It drove me nuts. And that's kind of what I'm seeing out of Anthony Davis. He's, he's got a little Alonzo to him. Um, probably not as big and strong as Alonzo yet, but similar. Just the way, just the athleticism, the aggressiveness, great defense. Um, just making everything close to the basket. And, you know, that's a key. Stay close to the basket, Carl. You know, why do you got to keep attempting threes so much? Uh, he was only 4 of 11 in the game and got manhandled. Uh, very fitting image was Carl and Andrew Wiggins sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the bench, whatever it was. (laughs) And they just had this stare, just kind of staring onto the court. Wiggins with that typical sleepy look, and Carl just kind of like that same look you've been seeing several times this year, like, like, I don't believe this, man. What is going on? He, he just he, he just had this befuddled look on his face, and it was very telling for the state of this team at the moment. Um, are they going to break out of this? I hope so. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad managed to get 11 points, but it was one of, but he looked ugly doing it. <laughs> he shot an air ball, a very ugly shot uh, on, his, on his one three-point attempt. Andrew shot multiple air balls in the game. He was 2 of 19 from the floor. He couldn't make anything. Um, it was just hoisting up mid-range shots, and the same old thing. It was a brick every time, and of course, multiple air balls from three-point range. Um, a game like this, where you could, where you need a big man, maybe some change of pace, something, and still, Tom Thibodeau will not put Jordan Hill in there. I don't understand what's going on with this, and it's not like I'm I'm crying out saying Jordan Hill, he's the best player on the team. What the hell is going on with Thibodeau? What is he thinking? Not quite. But shouldn't Jordan Hill warrant some minutes, especially in a game like this, when we're getting our ass kicked down low from, you know, a guy by the name of Anthony Davis? I'm not saying Jordan Hill would have been the solution, but at least give him a chance. I mean, give it a shot. What if he was, like, a little better than maybe Cole Aldrich? Do you think that might be a possibility? Just just a chance? Give it a shot? Nobody understands this. Um, what is going on behind the scenes with Jordan Hill and Tom Thibodeau? Do they hate each other? Is Jordan Hill just like completely physically unable to play? Or what is the deal? Is there a huge fight behind the scenes? 
I'm not understanding. Did he break stuff in the locker room? Did he did he have a tantrum? I, I don't get what's going on with Hill and Tom Thibodeau. And of course, already Darren Doogie Wolfson saying Jordan Hill's not going to be back on this team next year. And what's, what, what, you know, what's the deal? Why is he saying that? What's giving him the intel to say that? I would like to know. I would really like to know what's going on with the, the whole situation there. Because Jordan Hill in the past has warranted a decent amount of minutes. He's been a starter. He's been a sixth man type of guy. Seventh man, you know, off the bench, immediately off the bench, you know, like 20 minutes at least. Something's funny going on, and I'd like to know what the hell it is. What is going on with Jordan Hill? Uh, is it some major health problem that people don't know about? I don't understand it, but uh, this game was the most depressing thing you ever saw. Uh, Zach Levine was good in the game. He got 26 points. It was mostly just attacking the rim, though. Had some really nice dunks in the game, and we appreciate what that what he brought there. He even was 7 of 10 at the free throw line, and Wiggins 9 of 10 from the line is the only reason he even managed to get 13 points in the game. I mean, he got zero rebounds, zero assists. He was blocked four times, shot multiple air balls, couldn't make a three-pointer again, and the Wolves just stunk from the beyond the arc, stunk from the floor in general, 38%, 17.6 from beyond the arc. Lousy overall performance. Um, at least Wiggins can get to the free throw line, but that's pretty much about it. And that's about what you saw last year when you got frustrated from Andrew Wiggins. Was hoping you weren't going to see a stretch like this from him, but we're seeing it again. Um, hopefully he can respond coming up against Phoenix. He's always played well against the Suns. We'll be talking about that in segment number two. So after these three games, I I mean, I don't have a whole lot of positivity to, to bring to this one. It's just nice to see Zach drive the lane. Nice to see Carl dominate a weak Boston front line. That was awesome. But, geez, um, I mean, it's not going to be easy to pass out a... Uh, yeah, see, Carl Gorgie Zhang was very solid in this one. Again, 13 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, and, and provided some energy out there. And, of course, made 5 of 7 from the floor. Very strong from Gorgie Zheng, and of course he got less minutes than most of the other guys out there, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, Chris Dunn was good in the game, I will say that. He was very good. He's, I mean, he was better than Rubio. Look at Rubio. He, he All he did was miss two shots, and he got five assists. Sure, he had a nice pass in the game, very good pass to uh, Zach Levine on one of those dunks, and we appreciate that, but overall... He was pretty bad in the game, I thought. Very low energy. Chris Dunn was better in this game. Doesn't mean he's the better point guard yet. But I think long-term, I mean, I think it'd be silly to say he won't be long-term the better point guard. Definitely his his man on defense is a sight to see, and I appreciate it deeply. Um, if we're going to pass out a lone wolf award, I was thinking about Zach Levine, but that Boston game was not good. And it's not like he shot very well in the Pelicans game either. He just shot a lot. Uh, thank you for getting to the line. But he's going to get the runner-up for the Lone Wolf Award. It's going to go to Gorgie Zhang. He's the only guy who was consistent every single night. You can't give it to Rubio. You certainly can't give it to Chris Dunn, who's not even close to being that kind of guy. Um, i got to give it to Gorgie Zhang. Absolutely. The uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's Andrew Wiggins with a bullet. I mean, a guy who went from a Lone Wolf Award winner, who was awesome, fantastic, and look at him now, just, what what the hell was this? I mean, what a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, that's the only word you can come up with. What, a, just, just unbelievable disappointment, Andrew Wiggins at this stage. Horse crap. I gotta give it to him. I mean, he, he helped the Wolves drop their three-point percentage well below where it was, and he dropped his percent by about 50, or by about 10% since the last game. Um, he didn't make a three-pointer all week. How about that? 
<laughs> yeah, that really sucks. Um, that's about it. That's about all I have to say in this segment. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, hopefully, for some more positive conversation in segment number two. I'm not trying to preach doom and gloom. I'm just giving you, well, I'm just giving you what happened. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, I gotta say it like it is. So, Coach Popovich, what happened to the Timberwolves this week? We shot the ball. It didn't go in. So what's it going to take for a better week coming up here? Hard work. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Let's start the previews. Friday, November the 25th, rock and roll. Wolves head to Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, hope for the best of this one. Um, I think the Wolves should be able to win the game. Uh, they're 5-11 and 11 on the season. Devin Booker is the kind of guy, you know, he goes off. He, he always has a lot of points and everything. He's the leading scorer on the Suns at this point. Hot, young prospect, of course. For the Suns, he was a slam dunk candidate last year. Didn't win. Um, he's, he's been known to make three-pointers, but of course not all the time. Jared Dudley, there we go again. Another big man who shoots threes, 43%. He's leading the way for the Suns. Well, actually, Leandro Barbosa is. But Dudley's attempting significantly more, so you get that going. You got the Bledsoe and Knight combo. Those guys are two players. The Wolves, I, I think the Wolves would take right now in a heartbeat. Either one of them. Uh, Eric Bledsoe has been averaging about 19 points a game. Five assists, five rebounds. Always a dangerous player. Always uh, explosive. Seems to always do well against the Wolves. Another guy who always seems to do well against the Wolves is Tyson Chandler. Don't know if he's going to be healthy for the game, though. He's missed half the half of the 16 games that the Suns have played thus far. He's one of the league-leading rebounders, though. 12.3 a game. Always a threat. Always drives the Wolves crazy with a shot blocking and, of course, the interior. Well, yeah, interior defense, interior offense. You won't see him attempt a whole lot of threes. In fact, he hasn't really attempted any much, <laughs> any at all this season. More of a natural big man. You'd, uh, you'd like to see uh, even Alex Len though. He's he's been the kind of he's been a he's been a force to be reckoned with. Uh, he blocked uh, Andrew Wiggins on a, on occasion. He's blocked Carl uh, Anthony Towns. He, he's he's a funny player. You know he'll he'll <laughs> he'll surprise you. Like you think you got him beat, and the next thing you know, boop, he'll knock the ball right out of your hands. And it's just it's it's unbelievable with. Uh, at times when things turn the way they do with him and the Suns. The Wolves should win the game, though. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has always had massive success against the Phoenix Suns. you, you got to expect at some point Andrew's going to break out of this funk. And this is the kind of night to do it. Yes, it's on the road, but the Wolves' history in Phoenix has been pretty good, particularly uh, particularly recently, anyway. In the Kevin Love era, it wasn't. But this era, in the Wiggins era, it's been good, actually. And it's not like the Suns have been good, either. Um, this This is a game I think the Wolves need to win. To get things kind of going in a better direction here, I mean, you can't keep losing games. You can't keep throwing them away. Could you imagine if the Wolves are four and eleven after this one? Wolves will win in Phoenix. Andrew Wiggins will be one of the main reasons they do win. Carl, hopefully, will <laughs> Carl hopefully will will have a uh, a better performance than he did against the Pelicans. I do expect that um, Tyson Chandler, if he's available, will be well. <clears throat> He'll, he'll frustrate Carl, but I think Carl is a better player than Tyson Chandler at this stage, though Chandler is a better rebounder than Carl Anthony Towns. Certainly not the shot blocker he was before. It's more of Alex Len is the guy that's been blocking shots. Yeah, but Tyson Chandler, it seems like his, just, his, <laughs> his vertical has just disappeared 
the past few years. And, well, that's going to happen. He's had a lot of injuries. He's getting older. And that beard probably weighs about 50, pun, uh, 50 tons, too. So that's a factor. Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Knight, those two guys have carved the Wolves up many times in the past. They're not shooting very well this year, though. And let's just hope and pray that that doesn't, uh, doesn't change and this particular night coming up here, Dragon Bender getting start, getting his career started, hasn't really gotten his feet wet too much, along with several other rookies, only averaging about 10 minutes a game and three points. So hasn't don't expect to see a whole lot of Dragon Bender in this one, but it'll be interesting to at least see what he brings to the table for this league, even though you have kind of a clue, kind of an outside shot, but he's actually good at attacking the rim as well, but in slow motion, unfortunately. Um... Jared Dudley's always made a million threes against the Wolves. I mean, just like everybody else, right? Just like everybody else. But if you're going to win a game this week, this is the one the Wolves are going to win. I mean, if you're going to only win one out of the next four or so, three or four, this is the one you got to win. I mean, they have to win this game. <laughs> um, take advantage of it. Andrew Wiggins, I do expect to have a strong performance of 28 or more, 28 to 33. I do expect Andrew to have a nice, nice rebound of a game. And then the Wolves head to Oracle Arena, the Golden Horrors. Oh boy. And I don't mean horrors, I mean golden horrors. Yeah, they're not going to win this game, are they? Uh, Warriors, fourth in the league in three-point percentage, first overall in shooting the ball, first in points. Mm, yeah, they are what they are. Same old crap, right? Uh, Kevin Durant is actually leading the team in scoring by a slight margin over Steph Curry. Uh, Durant, Curry, Thompson. Durant, Curry, Thompson. They are 13-2, and two, so they're still winning games, even though, believe it or not, the Clippers are ahead of the Warriors, but only because they've played uh, one more game. They're 14-2. and two. I can't believe the Liberty are 14-2. and two. Who out there believes that's going to last as long as this, though? But uh, then again, I, I didn't really believe in the Warriors during the uh, two years ago when they wound, on, wound up to win 27 games. That was, uh, what am I talking about? 67 games. My mind is blank here. <laughs> um, and of course, the, it, it's a big four, not a big three, because, you know, Draymond Green... Draymond Green is as important as the other guys. Sure, he doesn't put up the glitzy points and, the, and he doesn't hit nine three-pointers a game. But yeah, uh, he is deadly. Uh, he's a rebounding machine, defensive machine. He's aggressive, block shots, steals the ball, beats the hell out of you, and makes you like it, you know. <laughs> he was the he was the main factor against the Cavaliers last year. He, he would have been MVP of the NBA Finals as far as I'm concerned if the... Uh, if the Warriors won, even though he was a non-factor in the middle of the series and helped the thing, helped turn the thing around by screwing up and getting suspended, but you get the idea, though. I mean, that seventh game, he played like an MVP. Um, it probably wouldn't have been Curry because he fell apart like he did the year before. wasn't very good in the finals. Uh, Curry's doing what he does, though. 26.4 a game. He's making 43% from three-point range. Actually, Kevin Durant's making a little more, which is kind of funny. Curry and the Warriors don't have this immortal look to them like they did the last two years. That's the good thing. I don't know, though. I mean, this would be quite a confidence builder. Say the Wolves go and beat Phoenix on Friday, and then they come back Saturday night, the back-to-back, in go uh, to uh, all, all the way up to Northern California in just a day, and come back and, and come out and beat the Warriors. That'd be amazing. But I'm not. I'm not counting on that happening. Um, they're averaging 119 points a game. And, of course, the Wolves in perimeter defense, it's always a nightmare. And Draymond Green is the kind of guy who's been beating up the Wolves down low. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this one. As much as I'd love to just kick this Warriors team's ass, it's not going to happen. Um, the Warriors are going to go on and win the game. It's going to be 120 to... It's not going to be good. Like 120 to 100, 107, something like that. It's going to be 120 to 107. I'll try to say the Wolves score a few. 
Um, Levine is going to have a very strong performance, I believe, and he'll be he'll be the best player in the game. I think he'll be the leading scorer anyway, 30-something, 28. He's going to scorch the net against the Warriors. He's always played well against them, and of course, he's from the West Coast and such. It's just kind of a fun motivation for him. Um, he's not from California, but you get the idea. He's always wanted to be in California. Uh, I never gave a final score for the Phoenix game. I think the Wolves will win that one, 99-88. to 88. I think it'll be a very fun game for the Wolves. They'll, they'll play very well, and they'll beat the Suns. Very strong performance, and we'll be very happy. And then follow it up with getting our ass kicked by the Warriors the next night. Oh, dang it. I'm not going to like that at all. Utah's a team, well, the Wolves' history with them the past couple of years, their recent history, has been split. Um, the Wolves play well against them, and then the Jazz kick our butts. And then the Wolves play well against them, and the Jazz kick our butts. Or we don't show up to play. You know, like Andrew Wiggins is just 8 points, like 2 of two of 11 from the floor. You know, one of those kind of games. Gordon Hayward has definitely been leading the way for the Utah Jazz once again. Though he's only played in 10 games so far this year. Uh, he's averaging about 20 points a game. George Hill in only 8 games. 20.6, that's kind of surprising. I didn't expect to see that. Rodney Hood really picking up in his third season. He's averaging 17 points a game. Nice to see the former Dukey playing well. I'm not necessarily a huge Duke fan, but uh, impressed with Rodney Hood here. That was a really nice pick by the Utah Jazz a couple of years ago. A lot of people thought something would come of it, that he would be a valuable guy in this league, and he's he's, he's showing it. Dante Axum still, well, he's slightly better than last year. He had a really disappointing rookie year. A lot of Australians and out there, a lot of Australians out there very excited to have him on board. He's just, he's not that good yet. Uh, we'll see. I'm not here to rip point guards like our buddy uh, Hank McCoy would say, but no, I mean, still, it's been nothing special. Yeah, Joe Johnson, wow. Joe Johnson is now on the Utah Jazz. How weird is that? That's a weird combination, but I guess it kind of makes sense, I guess, like an aging guy uh, joining that club. He's only about, he's only averaging about 10 points a game so far this season. The Wolves, well, it's a home game, but again, the Wolves have lost at home. They've won at home against Utah. It's kind of a pick em. I'll go Bear, always a nice matchup down low against Carl Anthony Towns. It's a very intense matchup, and I remember the, uh, those two, uh, Andrew Wiggins and, and Gobert, were going for the MVP in the uh, the Rising Stars game. Gobert is a good player, obviously. Uh, he's a double double machine. He blocks a lot of shots, two point three a game. It's going to be that, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. That will be the best matchup of the evening. Uh, I'm expecting Carl to have a, a good performance. I think he's going to come out and play. See, I mean, he's actually he should be better than Gobert. They're about the same age. So it's not like a veteran beating up on Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Utah recently just really hammered on the Knicks, though. Kind of scary after losing four, or the Nuggets, after losing four games in a row. But then they had a, uh, they played the same team three nights apart from each other, Denver and Utah. And then they came back and crushed the Denver Nuggets after losing pretty badly to them the night before. Um, Rockets haven't been so good on the road. They've, they struggled for a while. Uh, I, I think the Wolves should be able to win this game. I'm going to... I'm going to hope and pray they do. Uh, they Believe it or not, they're in first place in the Northwest Division because the whole division stinks right now at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think the Wolves can win this game. And you know what? <laughs> you know, if you're going to take some kind of step forward and not end up going like, you know, not end up going like 22-60 and 60 this year, like it was like, gosh, I mean, I hope we're not going to be that bad. But this is a game you need to win if you're, not, if you're going to take some type of step forward this year, even at least just get out of this funk. Um, Carl Anthony Towns will lead the way if the Wolves do win this game. Uh, Levine has always played well against them as well. Expect a nice outside game from Zach Lapine. You're going to see a lot of Carl and Zach uh, in this one. 
and during the course of this week as well. I do think Andrew will be great against Phoenix, but after that, I think it's mostly going to be Carl and Levine, at least in these two games, against Golden State and Utah. Um, Carl definitely the X-factor in this one against Derek Favors. Uh, excuse me, yeah, Derek Favors too. That'll be Gorgie against Derek Favors, mostly. And then uh, Carl Anthony Towns against Ruby Gobert. That'll be a very, very fun matchup between those two guys. I'll pick the Wolves to win this one, 101 to 98. Very close performance that the Wolves win, and Carl's going to have one of those 27 and 12 type of performances. Hopefully he uh, just, you know, just answers the answers the call here and takes care of a young, uh, young up-and-coming Utah big man. That would be fantastic. Then the Wolves will move on to play the New York Knicks. Who are the Knicks? I don't know. I don't know who the Knicks are. Uh, they're 500, so that's a lot better. That's a significant improvement. They will go, they will host the New York Knicks. That's what this one's going to be. Um, the Wolves... I've never played well against the Knicks, have they? Particularly in New York. They're going to play in New York on Friday. I'm not going to preview that one because I'll probably do a show between now and then. Either Thursday or Friday morning, I'll be bringing out a show with a different schedule now with the lawn cleanups being, or lawn season, lawn cleanups being done. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns still leading the way, but Porzingis right there. Uh, he's really, really, really emerged. Derek Rose. Uh, this is a significantly better team. I don't like Derek Rose, but, uh, you know, he's. Hell, he's he's healthy and he's playing fairly well for the New York Knicks. Good for him. He's averaging about 16 points a game, believe it or not. They have a backup point guard in Brandon Jennings, who's also capable of really lighting it up from the outside. Um, hasn't been doing that yet this year. It's mostly Courtney Lee and Porzingis leading the way in that category, along with Justin Holiday. Wow, <laughs> he's he's been scorching the net, but hasn't attempted that many threes. To be fair, uh, Joe Kim Noah. Uh, boy, he's really dropped off the face of the earth, hasn't he? He is uh, all just about... I mean, he's, he's still rebounding the ball. He's still blocking some shots, but he's not getting the minutes he was before. He's certainly not the guy he was. Uh, really, really broken down. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd always been a pain in the in the side for the Timberwolves. Perzingis will be an interesting matchup, though, versus uh, Gorgie or Andrew Wiggins in this one. Um, Derek Rose, Ricky Rubio, I suppose. To an extent, Car- Carmelo Anthony will be mostly going against uh, Gorgie, actually, in this one. I don't know if I like that matchup or don't like it. Uh, Porzingis and Wiggins will be really fun to watch, I think. That'll be a great matchup, actually. Um, young guy against young guy, this and that. Um, Wiggins should be able to win that battle, but I don't know. Porzingis is a pretty damn good defender. That's the one thing that's scary about it. <sighs> I'm going to pick the Knicks. I'm going to pick the Knicks. With the way the Wolves have been playing... I'm not that confident they're going to have a three-in-one week against these teams. Uh, I don't think so. Um, Porzingis, Carmelo Anthony's always lit up the Timberwolves. That's why I called him old NBA Jam with his 33-point quarter. Now, of course, Kevin Love just just uh, usurped that with a 34-point first quarter for the Cleveland Cavaliers earlier this week, if you can believe it. So Kevin Love is the new NBA Jam, right? <laughs> but Carmelo always beats the Wolves, always. And he's going to get like 30 points in the game, I bet. I wouldn't doubt it, um, regardless if Gorgie's up to the task or not. I think Carmelo Anthony, or, yeah, Carmelo Anthony is just gonna he's gonna get it done like he did before. Porzingis will scorch the net. He'll frustrate Andrew Wiggins. Uh, if the Wolves are gonna win the game, well, eh, Carl and Carl Carl Anthony Towns again. I mean, I would love to see Wiggins really step up against Porzingis. Actually, you know, come to think of it, when Wing, when Wiggins goes up against a guy like a Porzingis. I think he's going to step up actually because this is a this is a matchup that'll wake up Andrew Wiggins. Well, it, it's a legitimate competition. He won't like slack off like he does on occasion. That's what drives people nuts about Andrew, me included. As much as I love him and he's my favorite player and all that, um, this is the kind of game he'll wake up to play. 
on second thought. Uh, I, I, Wiggins will be the top performer for the Wolves in this game. Uh, Porzingis and Wiggins, I think you're going to see an ongoing matchup between the two. One of them is going to definitely best the other, and I hope it's Andrew Wiggins, and if it is, the Wolves have a chance to win the game. Like, if they're going to win the game, it'll be because of Andrew Wiggins, as far as I'm concerned, against this uh, New York Knicks club. If they lose the game, it'll be because of Carmelo Anthony. (laughs) That's a pretty simple logic there, as much as Carmelo Anthony, I think he's overrated. I don't like his attitude. I don't think he's a winner, but he always beats the Wolves, so let's just Let's just be honest about it here. It just is what it is. Uh, I'm going to pick the Knicks at this point just because I, I can't pick a 3-in-1 week right now with the way these guys have been playing. And against all these decent teams, I, I don't know. I mean, they're, I mean, the only team that isn't that good is the Phoenix Suns, and they're okay. Utah's okay. Knicks are okay. You know, and Golden State's obviously the number two team in the league right now behind the Clippers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, well, actually, I think Cleveland's right up there with all those teams. Uh especially with Kevin Love playing good now. I, th- I, I think they're the best team this year, <laughs> to be quite honest. I'm going to pick the Knicks to win the game, though. It's going to be fairly high scoring, 108-100. New York Knicks win because of Carmelo Anthony going off for 30-ish, unfortunately. And again, if the Wolves do win, it'll be because, Car- it'll be because of uh, Andrew Wiggins going off for 30-ish in the game against Porzingis in a, in, a, uh, in a big matchup between two young men. There you go. So let's wrap this up. The Wolves will come back after this week, in my opinion, 6-12. and 12. Oh, goody. <laughs> Not the best record, but, well, closer to 500, I guess. They'll just be 500, I, I suppose. They won't be any closer. They'll just be 500 this week, in my opinion. With that, we'll come back for some fan interaction. back for the final segment, Fan Interaction. Let's hop to it as soon as possible here. Uh, the Twitter account is at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. Let's get to that first. Of course, Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit on Twitter, so it's a Wolves Explosion. You get the idea. Um, the most recent show, Keys to the Franchise, to Andrew Wiggins, was <laughs> retweeted by Tene Brown. Thank you very much. Out of New Zealand. Very much appreciated. Uh, so, Vince Germano was agreeing with me on something I said. Let's see what it was. I would say, I'm glad Carl has two threes so far, but, yeah, meaning, like, let's, yeah, slow down on the three-point attempts. Tanae Brown was saying, wouldn't mind seeing Tyus come into this game. Rubio's struggling and Dunn is in foul trouble. And this was, of course, against the, <clears throat> this was the game against Memphis. Ugh, everything went sour in that one. I was saying that he was getting, yeah, he was getting time last week, and at this point, we're scoring, <laughs> we're scoring as much as the Minnesota Wild, yep. Um, Tanae was saying, I'm about to turn this off and go enjoy some sun. This has been such an awful game to watch, and there were very many of them. I was telling you, it's completely unwatchable and such. Levi Wilson-Brown also liking some tweets back and forth. Tanae was saying, 50 points after three quarters is unacceptable. The Grizzlies aren't anywhere near that good. Hopefully the Vikings can get back to that defensive juggernaut tomorrow. Um, yeah, boy. None of those things took place. Uh, the Wolves just stunk it up, and the Vikings stunk it up, too, against the... Well, no, actually, no, it was a little better against Arizona. What am I talking about? The defense was better. They barely won the game, though. And then, of course, the, <laughs> yeah, the frickin' Detroit game. Oh, check out Purple Mafia, by the way. That's a brand-new release. The last night, uh, Thanksgiving night, for the uh, 
for that show. Today, continuing things, saying refs blowing whistle, blowing the whistles a lot, plays into the Grizzlies' hands too. Can't get any momentum playing at their pace. Yeah, I mean they they were just romping all over us the whole night. Uh, he was saying, oh, nothing was going right. Yeah, and then next time we play them, the Wolves better be ready to play. They've been embarrassed today. And yes, back-to-back times. Um, the last game, of course, the Wolves played with the Grizzlies, or the last time they, they lost to the Grizzlies was the season opener. And yeah, they barely lost, but, well, they didn't barely lose. The thing, but they got manhandled in that fourth quarter. It's stuff like that. And the Wolves, the only reason they won the next one, it's not the only reason, but the reason why they romped all over the Grizzlies is because the coach sat all the players. What the hell was that all about? Mm. Um, see where do we leave off here? Uh, Tanae was saying, "What a pathetic way to finish a game." That was the Boston one. Oh, for se- I mean, a seventeen and zero run for the Celtics. Tanae continues saying, "Cat and Gorgie had good games, especially through three quarters. Everyone else is taking the week off." Yes, sir, absolutely, absolutely. Cat and Gorgie were the best players this past week. Uh, Levine had a couple good games, but horrible against the Celtics. Uh, Rubio's elbow, yep, uh, Tenney was asking about that. If Rubio's elbow is bothering him, take him out and let Tyus run the second unit and start Dunn, in my opinion. Well, it probably wouldn't hurt, even though Dunn hasn't been anything special. His defense is better, and of course Tyus is instant offense off the bench rather than just having him rot there. That's definitely a problem. That'll wrap up the Twitter section. Thank you very much, Tenney, for the interaction, and of course Vince Germano as well. Um, very cool indeed. So the Facebook page, it is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. There is a also a phone line for this show. It is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, another route to go if you're not from the United States. There's a call now button on the Facebook page. It's goes through Facebook Messenger right to the Skype Skype uh, voicemail, and there you go. You can get on Timberwolves Explosion that way, and of course, the audio submission route also is very welcome. Just use your smartphone, smart device, record on that, and then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, and all that information will be in the show description on iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you guys very much for your for your interaction. Um, this might be quiet here. Uh, leaving off from the last show. Boy, I didn't really post anything. It hasn't been that long since the last show, but there have been three games since then, and a lot of things have changed. Let's see if there's a few visitor posts. This might end up being a fairly short show today. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, Joe Phillips says, was today's loss as bad as the scoreline suggests? Yes, that was <laughs> that was the game against the Celtics, I do believe. No, that was the game against the... Um, Grizzlies, yes, it was as bad as the scoreline suggested. The Wolves couldn't make anything. It was a complete joke. No shots were made. It was a bust. It was a disappointment. And that's about all there was to it, to be quite honest. Um, Terrible game. And you heard all about it in that first segment, Joe Phillips. Thank you very much from Australia. So no Hank, no Vince this week. And yeah, they've been busy with a project. Um, I'll leave that alone. I'll let them talk about it. <laughs> it's uh, not me to not. It's not my position to talk about it yet. But well, actually, then again, yeah, it, it, they're they're starting a new network. We'll just say, and yeah, it's it's worthy of your. It, it, it's becoming a subscription network, and it's well, obviously, well worth the subscription if you could do join that anytime, anytime. Yeah. So I guess the project is already out there and I've been kind of late to the, late to the party with that. Now that I, now that it comes to me here, because I was noticing that early this morning as I was kind of, you know, like lolling around in bed before I started to wake up. <laughs> like, I mean, really early in the morning. So yeah. Uh, boy, this show is shorter, isn't it? Not much interaction, three games, four games to preview. 
Next show will probably be longer because of the four games and hopefully some more positive things to talk about regarding this team. It was just a depressing week. I don't mean to bring anybody down. It just is what it is. Have to be honest about the situation. Uh, Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you also have a safe and wise Black Friday. Be wise. Don't overspend. Don't uh, hurt yourself fighting with people in the stores either. Be smart. Obviously, Black Friday is all over the world. It's not just in the United States. Uh, Thanksgiving is just in the United States, at least this particular Thanksgiving. There's other Thanksgivings in Canada, Australia, and places. So want to thank you guys so much for your interaction. Please tell others about your show. Tell your friends about this show if you could. It would be appreciated. If you could write a review about it on iTunes or Stitcher, it would be appreciated as well. Thank you again very much, and uh, just want to say thanks again for your loyalty and kindness and retweeting the show and favoriting and all that good stuff, Twitter and sharing it on Facebook. Always appreciate you guys very much. Uh, do check out the Courtside Podcast if you could, and of course the Crossover Podcast as well on the SportsStuff.com and iTunes. They cover the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets, and we'll be playing the Knicks this upcoming week, so there you go. Um, hope all of you have a good week, good and enjoy the start of the Christmas season. Again, be wise, be safe, and use common sense. All right, take care, and we'll be back soon.